0: Welcome to the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast, covering agriculture and all things related in East Carroll, Madison, Tinsall, Concordia, and Catahoula Parishes.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Dennis Byrnes and R.L. Frazier, your host for today's podcast. We're here today with uh, the Macon Ridge Research Station in Winsboro. We're at the Wheat and Cover Crop Field Day here that's going on today. The weather's a little rainy, but I think it's going to be okay for us to get out and look at the plots. We're here. We've got Dr. Rogers Leonard, Associate Vice President of Agricultural Natural Resources with the LSU Ag Center. He's going to be talking to us, to us today about just what's going on in the Ag Center. Uh, welcome, Dr. Leonard, and thanks for coming on the podcast. To talk well, to us today.
0: Well, thank you very much for the opportunity to share a few of our thoughts about uh, recent uh, activities in the Ag Center.
1: Well, uh, first of all, we always like to do this because. Uh, People know, you know, people know us and they know everybody around, seems like the ones in ag, they know all the people at the ag center, but a lot of times we don't actually know what they do specifically. So tell us about you know what your position is and kind of what you do.
0: Well well, Dennis, sometimes I wonder what I I do myself in some instances, but currently uh, my assigned areas are working in in agriculture and natural resources. I have a um, several different tasks associated with that but primarily I provide oversight and direction for research and extension activities uh, both in Baton Rouge and across the state in those areas. Uh, I accepted the responsibility to uh, manage our uh, state animal science programs about a year ago now as Dr. Elzer, Phil Elzer transitioned into the Executive Associate Dean position in in, in the College of Agriculture. He also maintains an appointment as the director of our largest uh, actual school in the College of Ag, our School of Animal Sciences. So uh, that pretty much uh, gives me uh, the chance to visit with everyone around the state for all of our Ag and Natural Resource programs.
1: Okay. Well, you're a busy man. I see you at all kind of field days and meetings. You show up and you're you're all over the state all the time, so you're gone a lot of them so, <laughs> out of Baton Rouge. but today we're here at this wheat and cover crop field day Uh, i know field days have changed over the years tell us remind us of why they're important for us for people and producers to come out to them and see what's going on
0: well well field days and our outreach opportunities have changed Uh, and in fact they need to continue to evolve as needs of our stakeholders change and so what we have done is try to prioritize those areas that are most important Uh, currently to the stakeholders of the state of Louisiana that work in the areas of agriculture. Today's field day focuses not only on wheat, but on cover crops. Conservation compliance is one of the best opportunities, but also largest challenges that we face in Louisiana agriculture, trying to enhance the sustainability of working lands. And uh, we took this field day as an opportunity to expand, expand the reach beyond just looking simply at, at wheat. This field day has is, is been in place at the Macon Ridge Station for a number of years, but now uh, we've taken that chance to take a look at some other activities that are ongoing this time of the year. I saw a couple of guys from
1: NRCS in there just getting here a while ago. Uh, how does the Ag Center work with NRCS with these cover crops and, uh, and some of their programs?
0: The LSU Aging Center has a wonderful working relationship with many of the USDA agencies, not only NRCS but, but FSA, Rural Development, and, and the others that are out there. Specifically with NRCS, we have established a partnership. We all serve the same stakeholders across the state, and it would behoove us or, or for us to work very closely together to ensure that we can get information, the right information, to our farmers in the most efficient manner. We as an extension service have the most extensive contact list of any any agency across, across Louisiana. As such, we can rapidly disseminate the right information to those who need it the fastest. We work closely with NRCS to work in the areas of programs to help validate many of their recommendations for cost share opportunities across the state on our research stations and also on farms. So we work very closely with them trying to, to ensure that the the cost sharing programs they have out there fit the needs of Louisiana Ag. Okay,
2: okay. Um, I got a question or comment or how you wanna put this, Dr. Uh, Leonard. Uh, Dr. Cater made these statements in her opening out there at the field day today about some uh, new hires uh, and some new reassignment of people and positions. Can you expand on that who we may hopefully be seeing new faces around here?
0: Well, I can, and, and that's, that's an exciting change in the Ag Center anytime we can get new faculty expertise uh, into our system. For many years, through our budget cuts, we've been going through a, a consolidation of, of efforts, but we've had a, a number of retirements of really key positions. Uh, over the last uh, few years, and and now we're trying to refill many of those across the state. And they're they're very broad in the diversity uh, of these backgrounds, but specifically for uh, North Louisiana, uh, we had the departure of Dr. David Kearns, a very sound field crops entomologist that worked this region and uh, was very important in cotton and grain crops. Currently, uh, Dr. Melissa Cater has empowered a search and selection committee and has identified several candidates and they're in the interview process trying to uh, find us a replacement field crop entomologist. Dr. C. Brown is in the interim handling those responsibilities. Uh, Dr. Brown transitioned to the central part of the state in a permanent position uh, to manage extension education outreach. Now he, he is uh, who we will be calling either as agents or as stakeholders uh, including agricultural consultants, to help with our recommendations during this season as we try to get a, a new, new person on. The second position important to this region is one that deals with soil health, soil fertility, and soil science. Same, uh, same scenario is pretty much uh, ongoing there. Dr. Cater's got a committee. They're examining applications. They've identified a couple of, of really strong candidates. And it's our hope that in the near future that we can replace that position. Now, both of these will be housed in Winsboro at, uh, at the Scott Center. And uh, we, we're hopefully that they can address the needs that where we've had some gaps in the past. A Couple of other positions and changes across the state. Many of, many of the folks out there are probably aware that uh, we lost Dr. Todd Spivey, young man from North Carolina who was an excellent soybean agronomist. Dr. Boyd Pageant has agreed to uh, take on those responsibilities in an interim role uh, to help uh, keep our programs going for extension education on soybean. He is located at the Dean Lee Research and Extension Center and I think most people probably from this region remember Boyd as a a plant pathologist and have his contact information. Uh, Dr. Ashley Long uh, replaced uh, uh, our wildlife ecologist She is our contact in the areas of feral hog management and and chronic wasting disease in whitetail deer. She comes to us from Texas. She's been in her position now a little over a year. Excellent scientist, uh, statewide responsibilities, and is based out of Baton Rouge. We've recently hired a a replacement for our consumer horticultural areas. Many of the uh, homeowners out there remember uh, Dan Gill. Uh, Dan worked with us well over 30 years and was well known not only in Louisiana but across the entire southern U.S. as a renowned expert uh, for horticultural plants in landscapes. We hired Dr. Kirk, excuse me, uh, Heather Kirk Ballard uh, very recently. She started in uh, February to uh, take on those tasks and and, uh, Heather is trying to make her way around the state and support ongoing activities um, of our horticulturalist in the various regions. The final one we have is uh, Dr. Jeb Fields. Uh, he is replacing Alan Owings as our landscape horticulturalist working with the landscape and nursery industries. Uh, that industry basically are the ones that produce plants that we all end up seeing at Lowe's, Walmart, and, and Home Depot. So those are some of the exciting changes that are going on. We've got several other positions that we're getting ready to advertise across the state. Uh, We're looking for sustainability, and this is a a difficult challenge. Many of the land-grant universities across the country right now are experiencing these same issues and trying to find qualified candidates to fit in these jobs and, uh, and effectively communicate their technologies, their discoveries to the public.
2: Yeah, very good. Um, I heard you mention something out there again in your opening comments uh, at the beginning of the field day about uh, College of Ag enrollment. And on a percentage basis, if I'm correct, you said it was probably the largest increase on LSU campus?
0: Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, over the past several years, there have been a number of changes in our, our LSU College of Agriculture. Uh, It started with uh, the retirement of of Dean Ken Kuntz, who had been in there for literally for decades. Uh, President King Alexander asked uh, the Chancellor of the Ag Center at that time, Dr. Richardson, to assume the responsibilities of the college as well as maintaining his responsibilities for the Ag Center. He became (coughs) a uh, vice president. His title is Vice President of Agriculture and Dean of the College of Ag and is representing all three missions in the land grant, teaching, research, and extension. In the College of Ag, he has a very, very strong staff. They have been working uh, diligently to enhance uh, both recruitment and retention of students. They've got an active program across the state. We're using our extension offices and our research stations uh, as recruiting tools. We had not done that in the past, and we've seen enhancements uh, not only in the uh, number of students, but also in the quality of students that are coming in the College of Ag. Uh, there is an initiative uh, moving forward to try to increase the total number of students at the LSU-ANN campus. Of course, the College of Ag will contribute to that. In looking at our numbers of applications, our numbers of actual admissions, uh, we're seeing a, a large percentage increase which is contributing to the, that, uh, that number that the overall campus wants to see. So uh, if anybody has students out there, and, and I always make this comment, it can be children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, or even children of your neighbors. If they would like to go to the LSU College of Agriculture, please, please contact one of our county agents, contact our recruiter in the Northeast region, uh, Ms. Carol Osborne or just take a visit to Baton Rouge. We'd love to have the opportunity to have them in uh, in our schools and there are a number of opportunities for them. Agriculture is so broad today that it fits so many different backgrounds and there are numerous job opportunities when they graduate.
2: Well, thank you. That's great to hear. I'm glad to see that we are increasing in enrollment. Uh, I got one other thing I wanna ask him about in his opening comments. Uh, that was some funding through donations. I believe you called it Fierce for the Future, and I may have mentioned that wrong. But if you'd expand on that a little bit for us.
0: Certainly. Uh, part of the success stories of universities is the ability through philanthropy to raise, uh, raise funds for our various foundations. Uh, foundations that, that uh, many of us in Louisiana know support athletics, but they also support academics and outreach, outreach opportunities. This, uh, t- this new initiative for the LSU A&M System, titled Fierce for the Future, is, uh, is our program. It includes uh, also the College of Ag, as well as the LSU Ag, Ag Center, among all the other campuses, med schools, uh, Pennington Biomedical, and others that are out there. The, the goal of the program, Fierce for the Future, is to raise $1.5 billion over the next several years. Uh, We have already made significant progress in that area. Although the announcement, the formal announcement, just happened uh, earlier this spring, uh, we have been actively pursuing uh, donations and moving forward in this capacity uh, for the last several months uh, as as pre-challenges. So many of our our folks in agriculture, uh, many of our folks in general across Louisiana will hear about this and we're hoping that they will appreciate the work that's done at LSU and the LSU Ag Center and consider opportunities to uh, create endowments, endowments that will support students, support our outreach programs, support our research in many other areas. These are sustainable, and the important thing to remember is in many of these instances, they perpetuate themselves. So that funding can exist well beyond the point it, uh, it, for many of us uh, receiving those benefits.
1: Okay, thank you, Dr. Leonard. Well, let's. Um, we've done some administration stuff and a lot of programs about the Ag Center. Let's get back into farming. You were an entomologist here for as far long as I know. You were here. You've been around for, up here for forever. Uh, you went to Baton Rouge. Now, you know. So, but you still you're still involved. You still keep up what's going on. The latest thing that I saw it uh, a couple days ago. R.L. mentioned he saw it last night came a new thing paraquat training gramoxone training tell us tell us something about that what are you hearing about it
0: Uh, yes uh, many of our pesticides have to go uh, reviews uh, over time that their their official label does not exist forever so through the most recent review uh, it was decided by US EPA that there would be changes in the application methodology for Gramoxone, in other words, a, a label change. Not too dissimilar from what we have been uh, having to go through for the dicamba and, and auxin type uh, herbicides. The new label is gonna require some specific training and um, basically right now, that training is available online and we're urging uh, our stakeholders to contact our agents. There'll be some information sit out, sent out with direct links on how to access that training program and uh, this will greatly facilitate an ease of meeting this requirement to use Gramoxone in a closed system. Now currently, products that are out, out there in the marketplace that don't have the new label, uh, things will continue as they are, but eventually and uh, sometime either this season or as product, current product inventory is exhausted, you'll see the new labels. And you'll see the closed system that will be required to uh, make the applications come about. And at that point, it will be very important to have a certified applicator uh, make those. Not only certified by the Department of Ag and Forestry and through US EPA, but a special certification for Gramoxone application. And again, at this point, the training is available online. And we're hoping that people will take that opportunity to participate and gain that certification.
1: Okay, good. Now, you mentioned something about a certified applicator. Is this going to be like this year we had a lot of, uh, we trained a lot of extra people or gave them training so they could go get their private pesticide applicator license just to apply dicamba? Is this going to be the same type, eventually be the same certification, or is it just going to be a certification that you're trained to put out paraquat?
0: Well, there there are two types of certifications out there that exist. One is general. So uh, for many years, we've had a private or commercial pesticide applicator program that exists. Many of our people across the state have have followed through. Uh, In order to buy pesticides, we have to have a certification number. This type of training that we've seen with dicamba and also with Gramoxone is product-specific. And so that's a higher level and it pertains only to that individual product. It does not replace the current programs that we have, it just adds to. Mm-hmm. So it is separate and it is above and beyond.
1: Okay. Well, that will be we'll I'm sure we'll get a lot of calls on that and we'll send out as soon as we get a link to it, we'll we'll be talking about that on the podcast again and we'll also send it out on our Twitter feed at Louisiana Delta Crops. Um one, let's cover one more thing before our time is up. Any legislative updates that we need to know about here in
0: the state? Well, the, the legislature just entered their session uh, for this year, uh, this week. And uh, fortunately, uh, during the last couple of years, there has been some budget stability for the LSU Ag Center. Uh, this administration in Baton Rouge, this le- legislature that we currently have, has been uh, very favorable. Uh, for agriculture and for the LSU Ag Center, we've been very fortunate. Uh, we went through a series of, of years where we suffered significant cuts. We had to go through uh, various exercises of downsizing and consolidation. And we're hopeful that this, perhaps this year, we may have an opportunity to uh, continue that stability and perhaps even see an increase, which will allow us to do some things that we've not had to do in the past. We currently evolve in the Ag Center trying to find ways to become more efficient. So you will see that we will be remissioning some stations. Uh, our, many of our, our trained uh, ag agents now work multiple parishes. We think that's a sustainable model that we have out there. It's working very well in, in many areas. Uh, they're becoming very strong specialists in their, in their topic areas. So that 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 is working well. This, this group that we have, since we're just getting started, uh, it's hard to say, there are a number of bills out there. Uh, this is uh, primarily focusing on the budget and fiscal responsibilities, but each legislator is allowed to fi- file five ex- extra bills. And so it'll be interesting to see how this develops. A lot of activity around industrial hemp, uh, which is now a USDA commodity and opportunities for our farmers there. So you'll hear lots of things as we we move forward. Probably one of the most significant uh, developments that we'll have over the next 18 months is that many of our legislators uh, will be timing out. So their time to serve um, will be passing and they'll either have to exchange houses and run for a different office or we'll see a, a new group of legislators going in. There could be as many as 50% of the legislature this next year that roll over with, uh, with new, new individuals in office. As such, it's going to be very important for our folks that work in agriculture to take the opportunity to educate those individuals on the importance of Louisiana agriculture and where they, where they really fit uh, in the overall scheme of importance. We all know that agriculture is, if not the one of the most important industries in our state, and as such, we need to make sure that the public knows that, and those who make and uh, make make laws in the state know it as well. So it's a challenge, but it's also an opportunity that we should take on.
1: Okay, thank you. Well, that's about wraps up our time for the week. I want to thank you, Dr. Leonard, for coming on the podcast today. Uh, I've got an announcement. Uh, There's a field day, a livestock field day, at 5 o'clock on April the 18th here in Winsborough at Windmill Ridge Farm. Uh, For more information, contact your local extension agent they can get you directions and a little bit more about it. But as always, follow our Twitter feed, at Louisiana Delta Crop. Subscribe, leave us a review for our podcast if you have any topics or subject of interest. Give us a call and we'll try to get it on the podcast. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you.
0: The Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast is produced by the LSU Ag Center Extension Service. For more information, visit thelsuagcenter.com or contact your local Extension office.